Welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French, and today is Sunday in the 24th week of Ordinary Time. And if you're looking for gospel context, we are reading from Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. And the homily this week is called Forgive to Live. Let's begin. Peter begins by asking Jesus a very reasonable question today. Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. Now, this is actually a great question from Peter, because for rabbis of the day, it was considered sufficient to forgive someone three times for the same offense. So Peter probably thought he was being quite generous by offering seven. But Jesus says to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, Jesus is using exaggeration to say, never stop forgiving your neighbor. And I think that point becomes very clear in this parable of the king and his servants. We hear that the first servant owed the king 10,000 talents. Now, modern readers might read that detail and just blow right past it, not really appreciating the magnitude of what was just said. See, a talent is worth about half a lifetime's wage. So if we were to put it in today's standards, the average salary in Australia right now is about 90K. And the average time spent in the workforce is 40 years. So one talent today would be roughly 90K times 20 years, which works out to be about $1.8 million. Now, remember, the servant owes 10,000 of those, which totals a whopping $18 billion. In other words, it is an impossible sum that will never be paid back at a laborer's wage. Now, the consequences of not paying it back are severe. Not only will the servant be sold into slavery, but so too will his wife and his children. All of his property be liquidated as well. So the servant naturally falls to his knees, desperately pleading for more time as if he's somehow going to find $18 billion in the couch cushion, and he begs the king for mercy. And then the king, moved by compassion, in an act of inconceivable mercy, forgives his servant the entirety of the debt. In doing so, we've got to realize that the king has restored this man to a life and a freedom that he could have never imagined for himself. Now, this parable perfectly describes our situation before God. Through the blood of Jesus, God offers us a forgiveness for a debt that we could never possibly pay ourselves, the debt of sin. See, God's original plan for humanity was to love and serve him in perfect paradise. That means that every sin since Adam and Eve, whether it be simple workplace gossip all the way up to theft, murder, and adultery, all of these are terrible offenses against God, his plan for life, his plan for the whole world. So the $18 billion debt in the parable is the image that Jesus himself gives to us to describe the magnitude of offense that our sin causes in God's eyes. It is an impossible debt. But today we hear the beautiful promise. In fact, we hear the good news of the gospel that despite the magnitude of the debt, God is always willing to forgive us. His mercy towards his children is more boundless than we can even begin to imagine. But here's the rub. Even with such a great gift on offer by our actions, we can freely choose to cut ourselves off from that mercy. And that's the warning that Jesus is giving in this parable today. He describes the servant, freshly liberated from this impossible debt, who upon meeting a fellow servant who only owed him 100 denarii, which works out to be about $25,000, which is 60,000 times less than what he himself owed to the king, 
He seizes this fellow servant by the throat. He shows him no mercy. He has him sent to prison and he insists strictly upon justice. And by doing so, he brought the king's justice down upon himself. See, while it's in God's nature to extend to us perfect mercy, our God is also a God of perfect justice. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus explains, For as you judge, you will also be judged, and the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. We also profess this idea every time we say the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses, forgive us our debts, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And again in the Beatitudes, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. In other words, God's mercy, though infinite, can never compromise his justice. If we deliberately refuse to forgive others for their offenses against us, then by our actions, we're handcuffing God's mercy and we're asking him instead for his justice. And in his anger, and this is what his justice looks like, and in his anger, the king handed him over to the torturers till he should pay his debt. And that is how my heavenly father will deal with you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. So unless we truly grasp the magnitude of our sins, we can never fully appreciate God's mercy for us. But when we do genuinely embrace God's mercy, especially in the sacrament of confession, that's when our hearts begin to grow. We not only learn to receive that mercy from God, but to extend it beyond ourselves to those who have wronged us. See, remember, if we deny mercy to others, we're essentially asking God for his justice instead. So let's not choose to handcuff God's mercy. Let's begin on the journey of forgiveness for those who have wronged us, and so ourselves become instruments of divine mercy in the world. We ask this in the holy name of Jesus, the intercession of our blessed Mother Mary, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word in the Average Shepherd podcast, please share this on your social media or send to anyone you think might benefit. Thank you and God bless. Thank you.